It's Thursday, the 26th of March, and this is the Monocle Minute. Today, with concerns growing over the US president's handling of the coronavirus pandemic, can Joe Biden change the tone? Running a presidential campaign during any kind of major crisis is a difficult balance to strike, particularly when a challenger is taking on an incumbent president who's running for a second term. We'll hear from our US election correspondent, Thomas Lewis. Plus, as streets go quiet and self-isolation sets in, we'll look at how small decisions can make a big difference in the months ahead. I'm Ben Ryland in London. The Monocle Minute starts now. As with many countries around the world, lockdowns are in place in many parts of the United States. But US President Donald Trump is outraging experts and sowing confusion as he continues to suggest that restrictions could be lifted sooner than anticipated, despite scientific warnings that the peak of the outbreak in the US is yet to arrive. Joe Biden, the former US Vice President, has been extremely critical of the president's response, so much so that he's established his own shadow coronavirus task force to advise on best practices amid the crisis. But is it helpful? And is Biden being heard? Monocle's US election correspondent Thomas Lewis has this report. On Monday night in a home TV studio at his house in Wilmington in Delaware, Joe Biden gave his latest response to the ongoing coronavirus outbreak in the United States. For too long, the administration said the threats were, quote, under control, quote, contained, quote, like the flu. The president says no one saw this coming. Well, that's just not accurate. Our intelligence officials were warning of coronavirus threat in January. Just based on public information that I had, I warned the threat was getting worse way back on January the 27th and urged the need to put science first, draw on emergency... The outbreak has overshadowed, even cast aside, the ongoing Democratic primary process in the minds of many voters, in a way that few other emergencies have obscured a presidential race in the US before. Only two weeks ago, the Democratic primary process was the top story for many in the US. Now, for many Americans, it's a sidebar at best. President Trump's response to the crisis in the United States has been panned by his critics as either having downplayed the risk posed by the coronavirus, fudged the response or having appeared to offer contradictory advice, much of it his own, which has added to the confusion. With an economy that's all but shut down and Wall Street teetering on the edge, President Trump appears to be toying with the idea of easing the nation's 15-day social distancing period aimed at flattening the deadly curve of the coronavirus. The president tweeted, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself. At the end of the 15-day period, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go. A possible sneak preview of what's Running a presidential campaign during any kind of major crisis is a difficult balance to strike, particularly when a challenger is taking on an incumbent president who's running for a second term. There are resources and information available to him that his opponent doesn't have access to. Joe Biden's initial response to the outbreak in the US, as the reality of the scale of it emerged, garnered praise from many quarters. Both he and his Democratic rival, Bernie Sanders, cancelled their respective rallies in Ohio around the time of the state's primary a few weeks ago, and there hasn't been a public gathering for either campaign since. 
For Biden, the response also included setting up a dedicated task force within his own campaign to respond to the coronavirus outbreak. That group includes a number of senior medical figures, including the former U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. Because as dangerous as this virus is, despite the fact that it seems to be 10 times more lethal than the flu and spreads just as easily, if not more so, we do know that there are measures we can take to protect ourselves and others. And I want to take a moment just to recap what those are. In terms of our personal hygiene, washing our hands, as simple as it is, is extraordinarily powerful in preventing us from getting sick, but also in preventing us from taking this virus on our hands and on our person uh, to other people who might be more vulnerable. It's in the crisp, clear messaging from figures like Dr. Murthy that Biden hopes will offer a clear counter to the jostling and changing messages coming from the White House. But Joe Biden, over the past few days or so, is facing increasing criticism of his own, that he isn't present enough during this crisis. That, despite giving regular briefings earlier on in the outbreak in the US, and having had to effectively move an entire presidential campaign online. The focus of that is now things like online town halls, where voters can call in live and put their questions to him, and to things like phone banks, which can be run remotely. Those things are replacing the more traditional campaign tools of door-knocking and glad-handing, things that are impossible to do at the moment, as many places across the US remain in a state of lockdown. This is a difficult moment for Joe Biden, being seen to be trying to score political points against the president in an unprecedented public health emergency, or by promoting competing sets of guidance and advice, would both risk confusing people in an already confusing time and would make him look insensitive and perhaps even aloof to the very real situations impacting communities in the US now. And you don't have to look back very far to see that for some presidential hopefuls, their campaigns were undone by events or by their own responses to them. I think it was a lesson to other firms. Remember, Lehman was leveraged 35 to 1, 39 to 1. I think it was a lesson to firms, hey... When the late Senator John McCain, then the Republican Party's presidential nominee, suspended his campaign back in 2008 to return to the Senate to vote on a series of rescue packages in the wake of the financial crisis, he struggled to control the narrative. Tomorrow morning... I'll suspend my campaign and return to Washington after speaking at the Clinton Global Initiative. I've spoken to Senator Obama and informed him of my decision, and I've asked him to join me. Because Barack Obama didn't join him in suspending his campaign, which left Mr McCain, ironically perhaps, looking slightly out of step with the very real experiences of Americans during the crisis across the country. Millions are still without power as the East Coast struggles to recover from Superstorm Sandy. Similarly, back in 2012, when Superstorm Sandy devastated large parts of the U.S. East Coast, it was a crisis that effectively allowed Barack Obama, whose popularity had been low, to reassert himself as someone in charge at a time of crisis. This weekend, millions of our fellow Americans are still picking up the pieces from one of the worst storms in our history. That left his rival at the time, Mitt Romney, looking like someone who could only be of service, in that moment at least, from the sidelines. 
The optics of a crisis are important in a political campaign, not, of course, as important as the handling of it itself. But the problem for Biden might be that, as the coronavirus outbreak continues to crowd out any other stories from our news cycles, no matter how thought out and how statesmanlike his response as a presidential candidate has been so far, whether anyone can at the moment take notice of it. For Monocle, I'm Thomas Lewis. To Australia now, where growing urgency around the coronavirus outbreak is bringing renewed attention to the role of regional and community leaders. What we don't want is queues for people who need a machine to help them breathe. A global emergency shouldn't usually offer state leaders much of a chance to step up, but in the case of Australia, it's local leaders who are stepping into the void, proving that clear messaging and a reassuring tone is what people really need in times of crisis. No dinner party, no shopping trip is worth a life. Victorian State Premier Daniel Andrews praised for his leadership amid the pandemic, which came just weeks after the state's bushfire crisis, says he's ready to enforce stricter measures should the federal response fall short. And while national political squabbles continue, my own recent experience of home in Australia found plenty of stories of business and community leaders forging their own way ahead. For example, in the popular wine region of Mount Dunedin, about an hour's drive from Melbourne, the Doghouse Pet Resort offers luxury holiday accommodation for discerning dogs. The weeks preceding Easter would usually see the no vacancy sign switched on. But with pet owners forced to cancel their holidays, owners Marianne and Barry O'Reilly are focusing on caring for the furry friends of those whose lives have been disrupted by self-isolation or hospital stays. Elsewhere in the town of Alvey, a two-hour drive from Melbourne, teacher Julian Shaw is planning classes to be taught remotely in the event of a total lockdown. We're a tiny little school, about 55 kids. Um, we've got four teachers. I myself am a, I'm a grad teacher. This is my first year of teaching. So the way that we've been going about it is we're gonna we're gonna do up weekly packs for the kids. Obviously, not everyone in our in our school has access to the internet because we are quite remote. The the teachers will prepare everything that the, the students will need for the week. Um, parents will come and grab it on the Friday, do the work for the week, and then they drop the pack off that the next Friday and, and grab the new one and and go from there. World leaders aren't the only ones facing difficult decisions in the weeks ahead. As streets go quiet and self-isolation sets in, many of us are being forced to re-evaluate our lifestyles. But thoughtful community actions taken today will help ensure that when we eventually re-emerge, it will be into a friendlier world. Elsewhere on today's agenda, the lines snaking outside many of Toronto's big box supermarkets are long as the city continues to operate within the parameters of a state of emergency declared on Monday. But the organisers of one of Toronto's biggest weekly farmers markets, Evergreen Brickworks, an environmental and sustainability organisation, 
has found a novel way to ease the queues and keep many of the region's smaller food producers trading. Instead of hosting its regular large-scale weekend market, it's arranged for homeowners in parts of the city to donate their driveways, where one stall is set up and shoppers are given guidance on how to sample their products at the appropriate social distance. And when the Italian Culture Ministry earlier this year announced the establishment of National Dante Day, nobody imagined that its inaugural edition, celebrated for the first time yesterday, would take place under the current restrictions. Yet festivities in honor of Italy's most revered poet still went ahead in homes across the country. A huge part of the high school curriculum, Dante is also an important source of national identity and pride. Read more about today's stories by subscribing to our daily email bulletin at our website. I'm Ben Ryland. The Monocle Minute returns on Friday.